I think everybody's uh, beginning to get really excited about the National Juneteenth Museum. And this thing has been kicked around for almost a decade. But we talked to the architect the other day, went through the shred, the process of how you put together something like this. And they have a CEO. The uh, CEO of the National Juneteenth Museum is a Fort Worth native, Jared Howard, who joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Absolute pleasure being here. Thank you for having me. So you, I mean, you really, innate, I mean, you go back, what, five generations in Fort Worth? Yep. I am a fifth generation Fort Worthian. Uh, I am of the Amanda Davis lineage. Amanda Davis is significant because she was the first African-American property owner in the part of town that we call Stop Six today. So I've got deep roots in the city of Fort Worth. Well, in that area, that, that was the, uh, the, what, the Black Wall Street of the South or something at one point, but uh, it's fallen on hard times. So part of the idea, I guess, is to build this museum, but also maybe bring the area back at the same time. Absolutely. This is a, a dual-focused project. Certainly, we want to promote all things associated with Juneteenth because we think it warrants the promotion. But in the process of doing so, we want to revitalize a neighborhood that's been neglected for a very long time. So you're absolutely right in that regard. So tell me about the museum. I mean, on the one hand, a museum, a conventional museum with exhibits. But it sounds like this is a lot more than that. It's it's more like a like a community house, too. Yeah. So uh, we, we think I'll tell you, David, we think that. Most Americans aren't familiar with why Juneteenth is significant. It's still a relatively new phenomenon in this, here in the States. It's only been a federal holiday for a few years. As a result of that, uh, the American public, generally speaking, is not as versed as most people think they should be, given the significance of uh, Juneteenth and the American tapestry. So to that end, we intend to tell the story and to, narr- to accurately narrate the story in a manner Uh, that it remains a part of the American tapestry. And in the process of doing so, uh, we want to revitalize the neighborhood in the process. Well, how do you do that? You don't do projects like this in neighborhoods like where we're building it with only a museum, David. Quite frankly, when you make this type of investment in a neighborhood like the one where we're building, you want to do more than a museum. So to that end, uh, the building, the campus, uh, the museum will share a campus with a food hall right? Uh, a, a business incubator, a theater for local performances and productions, um, as well as some retail, some culture-centric retail. And then it's a mixed-use development. So nearby, there will also be some uh, multifamily housing nearby. The confluence of those things are the thing, are the matter that will revitalize the neighborhood. That well, we're most are you about. building this for, for Fort Worth or for, for Texas? Or, I mean, it's the National Juneteenth Museum. Where do you think you can draw from? Yeah, so we're, we're building it for both, quite frankly. Uh, we're building the National Juneteenth Museum for the annals of history. So we think that this will cause people to converge on Fort Worth to learn about Juneteenth. But in the process of doing so, why not revitalize a neighborhood that's desperate for some revitalization? So it really is both and. So something like this doesn't come cheap. You still raising money? <laughs> uh, it's the story of my life, David. <laughs> we are raising money. Uh, that's what my board beats me up on on a daily basis to get it done. Quite frankly, that's what our queen, Miss Opal Lee, who you are familiar with, challenges me to do we've got to raise the money it's a 70 million dollar campaign but i will tell you we're undeterred uh and and quite frankly we're not intimidated by the goal we're halfway there 
Uh, and we're pr- pretty bullish on reaching our goal in a relatively short period of time. So from what I know of Miss Lee, I would not want to cross her. I think you do not want to deliver her bad news, I would think. You're, you're absolutely right. And I haven't tried it yet. I've known her for a number of years, and I'm not going to be the one that bears bad news. So you'll have to ask somebody else that question. Okay, so walk me through it. What am I going to see when I walk in there? Well, uh, great question. When you first walk in, you're going to see a black box space to the left. Black box space is, for all intents and purposes, David, a, a large room that can be configured for a number of purposes, right? Uh, and then you're going to walk to the, to the right, and you're going to see two staircases. They're going to lead you up to the museum exhibitions. In the museum exhibitions, we will have uh, six galleries, all of which will tell a different component of the national, of the Juneteenth story, right? Uh, Juneteenth is more than a day. There were events leading up to Juneteenth, and there were things that happened on the heels of Juneteenth all of which will be narrated in our various exhibitions at the property. And so uh, you'll see that on the second floor of the building. And, and as you navigate the museum, you'll be able to look out in an overlook on the other components that we talked about before, the food hall, the theater. So it really is built to be intuitive and interactive with all of the people there. Uh, and so it's, it's going. we're not just selling history. We're not just selling a museum. We're selling an experience. And, and even if you've been to the museum once and we haven't changed exhibitions yet, there's enough there to draw people Yeah, back. that's what I was going to ask, because it sounds to me like it ought to be sort of a living place so that if I go Absolutely. back there a year later, six months later, two years later, I'm going to maybe see some different things. Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, we've got space for touring exhibitions. Uh, and when, when we'll have you know some of the more popular artists that people are familiar with. I won't speak to them now. Um, but but trust me, we're going to be working with some of the world's most renowned artists. And when we're not working with them, our local artists will have a place uh, that they can ha- call home. And so each time you come and visit us from the, the exhibition perspective, you'll get a different experience. And I'll tell you, uh, our curator is taking a deep dive into the digital space to make sure that each experience you have when you come here is a different one. So while it there will be artifacts it won't be solely based on artifacts. And so each time you come, you'll get a different experience. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is one of the things I was talking to the architect about. It was the, the conventional museum where you just sort of walk along and look at pictures and then walk down and look at another picture. I mean, that's not what's, that what not, it doesn't engage people anymore. And I know right. there's a marvelous, you know, blank museum in, in Washington, D.C. There's the Holocaust Museum in Dallas yep. that are all sort of interactive things that you could really get involved with. Yeah, our, our museum is immersive by design, yeah. right? So, so again, I mentioned when you come to our museum, you're, you're going to get more than artifacts. You're going to get an experience. And I, I will tell you that, that our exhibitions are being designed in a way that they appeal to all of the senses, right? I mentioned, you know, we've got the food hall downstairs. So as you navigate the museum and you learn about Juneteenth, guess what? You're going to get a whiff of whatever's being cooked up down in the food hall. And so it will be sensory overload and it will be a pleasurable experience. And we think we're bullish about people wanting to come back uh, over and over again. So where are we right now? Uh, I had seen what was the the target was sort of summer of 25 for opening. Is that still realistic? Yeah, yeah David, it was always an ambitious target. Um, what we really would like to do to honor Miss Opal and all those forebearers before her is open on Juneteenth. 
that's probably not feasible for us right now. Uh, so, but we're working as quickly as we possibly can to do it right. And so if it's not on Juneteenth, it'll be shortly thereafter. I can't imagine it being any later than the first quarter of 2026, but we've got a lot to do between now and then. Uh, we made some promises to the stewards of the community that we wouldn't start this project until we had the money to finish it, right? So we've got a little bit more work to do on the fund, fund, fundraising front before we can start the project, but we're not far away. And so we do anticipate breaking ground in the next several months. Well, it's going to be fun to keep up with. And like I say, I think everybody's very excited about it. And we will be back with you. And, and, and again, I don't have to remind you, don't deliver any bad news to Miss Opal Lee. Absolutely. I'll try my best not to. <laughs> Jared Howard, the CEO of the National Juneteenth Museum. We appreciate the time. For more of our conversation, go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.